Apple TV's For All Mankind just released episode 4 for their fourth season. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first. Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Brustilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Brustilled, I'll be recapping episode four for all mankind from Apple TV, the fourth season. It was a wild episode with excellent storytelling, passionate moments, and also mystery. Before my recap, though, let's go and talk about the beer pairing for this episode of Brustilled and for episode four for all mankind, the fourth season from Apple TV. That beer comes to us from Sparks, Nevada, and it's called Pixelated Stargazer Hazy IPA, New England style by Revision Brewing Company in Sparks, Nevada. Pixelated Stargazer is a multiverse style hazy IPA with juicy aromas and excellent flavors. Each sip is a world of hop flavor and aroma thanks to Moteca, Mosaic, and Citra Hops. Kick into an overdrive notes of tangerine, mango, lemon, and even lime. Pixelated Stargazer comes in a 16 ounce can with an ABV of 6.7%. This hazy IPA is really easy to drink. It's got a nice hazy coloring to it as well and also with the hoppiness. For an IPA like this, in my view, it pairs well with outer space because when you're in outer space, you see a lot of darkness, especially when you're not in orbit. So you definitely need a nice hazy IPA with a nice bright coloring and a hazy coloring, along with a nice fruity flavors to help balance out the darkness from outer space. And Dulce's beer is also excellent with that trio of Moteca, Mosaic, and Citra Hop. For nice trio of hops that bring out the flavors of the tangerine, the mango, the lemon, and the lime, for a very nice hazy IPA to have in outer space or also on a cold winter day in the month of December. And that beer is called Pixelated Stargazer from Revision Brewing Company in Sparks, Nevada. Definitely do check it out. Okay, so let's go recap episode 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV, the fourth season. If you've not seen the show and you want to watch the show, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. For episode 4, Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season, we start off with the events from the aftermath in Russia and that coup against Gorbachev as, just as expected events in Russia are now having an effect on Mars. For the episode's introduction, we see Svetlana on, on Mars doing an inspection on the Soviet side of the base for Happy Valley, and she's arguing geopolitics with a Soviet colleague known as Sevilli. Sevilli supports the new regime in Russia, while Svetlana supports Gorbachev. They're going back and forth and arguing. Eventually, tensions do spill over outside of Mars, causing two of them to get in a fight. Svetlana pushes Sevilli, he falls to the ground, and a hole punctures in his pressure suit, and causing a major incident on Mars. As a result of this, Sevilli loses consciousness, and now, Svetlana is now in major trouble with the Soviet Union, as they see this as a crime. But also do remember, she's against the new regime, while Sevilli also supports the new regime. There's a major difference here ideology-wise, as the new regime in Russia, who overthrew Gorbachev, now has a major vendetta against those who supported Gorbachev, and Svetlana is also one of those people who supported Gorbachev and his reign of power. But now, in the Soviet Union, in its altered timeline for all mankind, there is a new regime in Russia who is now doing a purge for those who supported Gorbachev and who also opposed the new regime, and Svetlana is now a target of that new purge, which leads to major storyline development in this episode. Ed and Daniel have a meeting about what happened on Mars with Svetlana and also Sevilli. Because of this, Daniel and Ed have a meeting about the incident. Daniel wants to strip Svetlana of her flight status on Mars. Ed opposes this, as it's clear they have clear differences in how to resolve the situation. Eventually, 
Julia Stavlana comes into the meeting as she tells them she's being recalled back to the Soviet Union to stand trial for her crimes against Savili on Mars. Clearly, Ed and Danielle are opposed to this. They try to keep Savlana on Mars, but also the Soviet Union and his new regime has other ideas. To make things worse, the Soviet crew on Mars no longer recognizes Danielle's authority on Mars on Happy Valley. We see this in the episode as the dynamics between the Soviets and the U.S. crew in Happy Valley have changed in a really dramatic and also hostile way. For the season 4 storyline, this is definitely major development because I do wonder just how would the Soviets and the U.S. coexist in Happy Valley now there's a new regime in Russia with Gorbachev out of power. For Eli, Eli tries to reason with Irina, the new head of Roscosmos. Eli is trying to keep Savlana on Mars. Eli is trying to reason with the Soviet Union and Irina from Roscosmos in order to keep Svetlana on Mars as he opposes her being sent back to the Soviet Union to stand trial for what she did to Billy. But also Eli is getting more than he bargained for. Eli goes into his meeting with a lot of confidence, thinking he can negotiate with Irina, the new head of Roscosmos in the Soviet Union, only to face a lot of opposition from Irina and also Irina threatens to leave the Mars base given a tension between the Soviet Union and the United States given his new regime in Russia and also how it affects the dynamics on Happy Valley and Mars. Eli fails to reason with Irina and there's also tension with the White House. There is a call between Eli and the President of the United States which is Al Gore in his altered timeline where Eli tries to reason with the President of the United States only to get more resistance from that as well. Eli is now under a lot of stress and also in this episode we do see a different side to Eli in this episode. He comes off as more likable and also more diplomatic and also more empathetic as well. He seems more like a good guy actually. I mean at first in the first three episodes in my view he came off as more like um not really qualified for the job and also out of touch with NASA and his crew and his culture but in this episode Eli is a guy trying to make things right and I felt bad for him in this episode because he's under a lot of stress. He's also trying to resolve a major global crisis as well that he also had no role in creating but also got caught in the middle of it at the same time. Still you can tell that Eli wants to keep Sevlana on Mars as he doesn't want to see her go back to the Soviet Union to face a very harsh punishment because think about this. Sevlana poses a new regime and the new regime does know that and Eli knows that as well. So yeah, he wants to keep Sevlana on Mars and wants to save her from a very harsh reality in the Soviet Union. But also he faces a lot of obstacles along the way. Later in the episode, he's on his exercise bike. His wife comes in and tells Eli that he should be retired by now. His health is failing him and they're also talking about all these travel plans they have, all these places they want to travel to in their retirement and she mentions India and the mention of India does raise an alarm in Eli. Eli sees India as the main solution for this because India is part of the Mars Charter but they're also neutral at the same time. He finds a way to get India to sign a way to have Sablana placed on trial in India to an independent judge and also not in the Soviet Union all because of the revelation he got from his wife about the retirement travel plans. Surprisingly, Eli is able to get this deal done and the Russians do agree to have Svetlana placed on trial in India but also can't help but think there's more to meet the eye to this deal. More on that later. For the Miles storyline, Miles is working to lie and her black market operation is going quite well actually as you know had the North Koreans as part of their consumer base. However, Miles has a new idea to make more money as he shows Elia a video from his wife back on Earth. It turns into Miles through Sam got a rock on Mars, an obsidian style rock actually, they sent back to Earth to his daughter. It turns out that Miles' wife sold the rock to jewelry store for $5,000. It wants to see if Miles can find more rocks to send back to Earth in order to make a lot of money. It turns out these rocks on Mars are highly valuable and highly sought after by jewelry stores back on Earth. 
Earth, which Miles does discover through his ex-wife. Miles tries to convince Elia to join him in a new business venture by getting these rocks on Mars, sending them back to Earth to make more money. But Elia is also not okay with his idea by saying it's too risky as it brings in more people and also higher chances of Elia and Miles getting caught in their black market operation. But Miles, though, does not relent and he wants to push forward with his idea. For Miles, though, he has a problem because he has no idea where the rock is at, he's never been on the surface in Mars, and has no access to a rover. Only one person does, and that is Sam, who also gave Miles the rock to begin with. Miles approaches Sam about an opportunity to go look for the rocks, as she knows their location. Miles also does offer Sam a cut in the profits for the rocks for every sale he gets for the rocks on Mars. However, though, Sam isn't very happy about this. She's also very upset what happened at the very beginning of the episode between Sepplana and also Selby. Sam wants to part in Miles' operation and tells Miles to flat out no, as she's also not very happy about his idea as she values justice for Selby at his current moment. For Miles, he goes out on his own on the Mars surface by bribing the guy who handles the spacesuits on Mars. Miles goes out alone on the Mars surface. Eventually, Miles finds where the rocks are located. He starts gathering rocks in a bag, but he approaches this with reckless abandon. Because he finds another location of the rocks, he tries to retrieve more rocks, despite the fact it's also in a very dangerous location. The thing is, though, this is a very dangerous location. It's very remote, and also Miles has a sand on a ledge to gather these rocks. He gets reckless, and just like in any other operations he has had on Mars, he has a major mishap. He falls down, and does appear that Miles is also killed off, or does appear that way. Eventually, word gets back to Happy Valley that Miles is not reported back from his expedition. Sam, even though she's also mad at Miles at the same time, does get very concerned. She travels there on a rover to find Miles, and finds Miles is stranded there, alone and by himself. She rescues Miles, and also gets very upset with him at the very same time, showing that spark between Miles and Sam, as definitely there's something going on between Sam and Miles. They're in the rover, she's nursing Miles' injury, and before they can embrace in what I see is a very romantic moment, a radio call does come in, asking for Sam and her location, and also for an update on Miles. She tells him she found Miles, and also they travel back to Happy Valley. But also in this scene, they share a look with one another, and it's not just a look of co-workers or colleagues, that look is romance. I mean, look at Sam right now, watching the scene right now, the look in her eyes is one of concern and also longing, and also happy that Miles is alive. But also, in those eyes, I see romance. For Miles, probably not so much. But also, I see sparks flying between Miles and Sam here in Happy Valley, and I definitely do expect to continue and to grow as Season 4 does progress. Personally, I think Sam loves Miles, because Miles did grow on to Sam, and Sam also knows what it's like to lose someone on Mars. She didn't want to lose Miles. She went out there by herself to track him down and to rescue him, and also between Miles and Sam, no one has to know why he was out there to begin with. They're both everyday people working everyday jobs on Mars, and they're also sharing a common bond as well as being the workers on Mars or Helios and facing adversity. And also later in the episode, Sam goes to Danielle in her office and protests what happened at the incident earlier in the episode between Svetlana and also Selvi. Sam wants justice, and she makes it known to Danielle that what happened to Selvi must be addressed, and it also causes a change in Danielle's mindset to also enforce some kind of punishment towards Svetlana towards what she did to Selvi. This shows a further growing influence of the workers on Mars, and a role that Sam does play in that as well as Miles. Although Miles had no role in that, still though, Miles and Sam share a common bond. They're both workers on Helios and Mars, away from family, and also I see that growing and developing further in Season 4. For the Margot storyline, we see Margot back 
in Russian now, in a better role than she once was. For Margot, she's now working at Rose Cosmos. She's no longer being sidelined and sitting in the home. She has her own office. She's a part of meetings, listening to their progress on their space program. And also, Irina also makes sure that Margot has a role at Rose Cosmos as well. Several staff members know who Margot is at Rose Cosmos, but they do keep their distance, and Margot does notice this as well. There is a meeting in the boardroom over at Rose Cosmos, and where Irina does an inspection about what happened in the asteroid incident from episode 1, and where Cruz was killed. She wants to know what happened about this, and she makes sure that Margot does have a copy of the report. Margot does her own analysis of this, her own inspection, and Margot comes to the conclusion that something was neglected in the construction of the asteroid program in terms of spacecraft that was used. She presents these findings over to Irina in her office, and as a result of this, an engineer from Roscosmos is called into Irina's office. It turns out he was responsible for this, that it was his fault that the asteroid incident did not go up as planned in episode 1, and Irina is very pissed off about this. She calls him out and relieves him of his duties, and Margot has no idea what is going on about this. Irina and the Soviet engineer leave Irina's office. As a result of this, Margot is left alone in Irina's office, and Margot notices something on Irina's desk. It's a profile of Svetlana and her astronaut profile, and Margot wonders what's going on with that, as it's also in Irina's office. Irina comes back in, but doesn't know that Margot is looking at her desk. There's a poem on the wall that Irina talks to Margot about that addresses exile, showing that Irina has her own unique backstory, because early in the episode, we do learn that Irina has a background with the KGB, and also once did surveillance and security over Roscosmos, but fell out of favor of the Gorbachev administration. Eventually, after the coup, Irina comes back into power and is now the head of Roscosmos, but also it is clear she has KGB connections. Irina is very happy about Margot's revelation about her inspection about the asteroid program and its failures, because Irina does not want to resume the program until it's fully efficient. She presents Margot with a gift that shows the original engineers from the Soviet Union during the days when they first got on the moon. In that photo, we do see Sergei, and Margot does see him. Irina clearly knows that Sergei and Margot had a very unique special connection, and she presents that gift to Margot as a token of her appreciation by telling Margot that what she did today was a valuable asset and a gift towards the Soviet Union. And Irina does tell Margot as well that she was taken for granted back at NASA. This is true, actually, because when you look at seasons 1, 2, and 3, Margot wasn't really valid at NASA. She wasn't appreciated, she wasn't respected, and she had to work a lot harder to rise up through the ranks at NASA, and still she wasn't appreciated. Now she's at Roscosmos, and Irina sees talent in Margot, but I can't help but think there's more than meets the eye. Is Irina actually being sincere, or is there something else we have yet to see that will come out further in Season 4? She also tells Margot that the work they'll do together will take the Soviets deep into the cosmos of outer space. Margot seems indifferent about this, but also Margot has got to be happy that she's now playing a bigger role at Roscosmos and doing what she does, helping to develop outer space programs. Also for Margot, she meets a Soviet colleague named Tatiana, who gives off Elena vibes. Tatiana works at Roscosmos and is also an engineer. Margot helps her in the break room through some engineering equations, and later in the episode, Margot goes into a lunchroom and finds Tatiana crying over the departure of her Soviet colleague, which is the same guy that Irina relieved of his duties. It turns out that for this guy that Irina kicked out at Roscosmos, he was taken away by the KGB, and Tatiana is very upset about this, but she also doesn't know that it was Margot who made this happen, given the results of her inspection, which showed that the Soviet engineer in question neglected his duties. But Margot doesn't really reveal this as well, as she seems to have a very unique bond with Tatiana, and I do see Tatiana and Margot having a very unique bond in Season 4, because Tatiana, like I mentioned earlier, does give off Elena vibes, and could be a very unique asset and also special friend for Margot 
Margot over at Russ Cosmos. So Margot has a better life over Russ Cosmos in this episode, but also is it sustainable at the same time? And also, when will it be made known that Margot is a defector and that she's actually alive? Because back in the United States, they all believe that Margot died in the attack on NASA at the end of season three. Will Margot's existence be made known to the United States? That's just something I'm watching for season four, because I definitely do see that as a very critical part of season four's storyline, but maybe they'll never know that Margot's still alive. Maybe Margot will live in the Soviet Union for the rest of her days, not being known to the United States that she did indeed survive and defect to the Soviet Union. But also, is Margot happy at Roscosmos? It's hard to tell. She's doing what she loves, but is she happy with her current environment? Because in this episode, something she did got a guy sent away by the KGB, and it is also clear that Margot is not very happy with what she did, although she had no intentions to do that at the same time. Going back to Ed and Danielle, later in the episode back in Happy Valley on Mars, Ed and Danielle are debating what to do about this Fatlana situation. It is clear that after the deal that Eli made with the Soviets, Zephlana is going to be taken off Mars and to India to be placed on trial for what she did at the beginning of the episode to Selvi. Because of this, Ed isn't very happy. He tries to plead to Danielle about this, tries to stop it, and he gets an argument in where Danielle pretty much calls on Ed by saying that Ed's judgment is also impaired by his personal biases towards people he cares about. She talks about Gordo, Danny, as characters that Ed has set up for in the past, in the past seasons, despite their flaws. But also in this moment, the mention of Danny also does trigger Ed, and Ed tries to call out Danielle by telling her about Danny and also challenges her to say what happened to Danny as well. It is very close we're going to get the answer to the Danny mystery in this episode and also in this moment and in the scene. It's a very moving scene and Daniel doesn't mention Danny at all and what happened to him back on Mars. She almost says it and it's also made known that probably Danny committed suicide back on Mars but it's also not made clear. We do know he died but how did he die and what role did Daniel play in that? Only Ed and Danielle know. For this talk it doesn't go anywhere because in the end Seth Lana needs to be taken off Mars because of what happened at the beginning of the episode to Selvi. After talking to Danielle, Ed goes back to his quarters and meets with Savlana for one last time. They share a very passionate moment and they also kiss. And I thought, holy shit. I mean, this is true. They had a romantic connection and a very romantic bond. Ed doesn't want her to go. He tries to plead with her by saying he can hide her on the base. But also, he knows reality is sinking in because Savlana tells Ed that she has to go. It's a very moving moment because it's a classic sci-fi ending, really dramatic, really moving, and Ed in the scene is a broken man. I mean, it is really sad to see and really sad to watch. Now, when you think about it, with the justice element and what happened at the start of the episode and seeing both sides, you can see that Cephalana needs to be held accountable for what she did to Selvi at the start of the episode, but also it's very sad to see her depart Ed at the end of the episode. For the episode's final moments, Ed escorts Cephalana to the terminal for a departure from Mars. There are several Helios workers and Soviet workers present as well, as they're very upset and very unhappy with what she did to Selvi. Ed sees Danielle, but doesn't acknowledge her. They share one final goodbye, and she leaves. And that's how the episode ends. So overall, a really good episode, as the story of season 4 continues to progress and for all mankind on Apple TV. There was a lot of passionate moments, challenging moments as well, between whose side to take between Danielle and Ed, and also a moment between Sam and Miles, and also Margot doing what she loves over at Roscosmos, but also is she happy, as her more than meets the eye. There is also Gold Rush mentality in this episode as well, with Miles mining for rocks on Mars, and it could probably play a bigger role as the season does progress for season 4. But also here are my questions and observations. My first one is, the mystery about Danny. In that scene between Danielle and Ed, Danielle almost said what happened to Danny on Mars, but it never came out. And I do wonder, as the Danny mystery does progress, will we get an answer?
answer what happened to Danny on Mars, or will it remain a mystery? And also, what is the best place for the story on this? Should it remain a mystery, or also get revealed? I just don't know. I think there's some intrigue about this, that maybe it should always remain a mystery, because I think if it gets revealed, it kind of shows a dark cloud over the story, and takes away the mystique as well. But also, maybe we'll get our answer about the Danny mystery, as season 4 does progress, because Danielle almost gave the answer in her talk with Ed. Also, from Miles and Sam, will they get into a romantic relationship on Mars? I definitely do see that going forward in the season, and it'll probably happen later as the season does progress, and I do see Sam initiating that as well. Miles might seem more reluctant to do that because he does have kids, and also a wife he has separated from, and he also loves them dearly and is supporting them financially, but they're also on Mars in terms of Miles and Sam. They're thousands and thousands of miles away from Earth, and also away from their loved ones, and they just have each other. So I definitely do think it stands to reason that Miles and Sam will get into a romantic relationship in Season 4 eventually. And also, the Space Gold Rush, how much of a role will that play as Season 4 does progress? Because I saw the beginnings of that in this episode, with Miles trying to find those rocks on Mars to send back to Earth for more money. From next question, that is, when Margo was in Irina's office, after Irina escorted a guy out of her office, what was that about when Margo saw Stefana's profile on Irina's desk? Was Margo meant to see that? And also, could it be hinting at something much larger in the Season 4 storyline? Because I definitely do believe that wasn't an accident. For Margo to see Stefana's profile on Irina's desk, I think it means something much bigger for the Season 4 storyline. What it is, we do not know right now. I do believe, though, an answer will come eventually. And also, will Margo further thrive over Roscosmos, or is more than meets the eye over Roscosmos for Margo? I do have a theory on this, though, and here's my theory on this. I definitely do believe that Svetlana isn't done with this series. Yes, she left Mars, but I definitely do see her probably back at Roscosmos for some kind of role there, and I definitely do see Svetlana and Margo crossing paths over at Roscosmos. I definitely do see that happening in Season 4 later in the season, because I don't think Svetlana is done so far in this series. We can see her back over Roscosmos in some kind of unique role, and she'll cross paths with Margo. If that happens, that would be wild. Also, is Danielle right about Ed, in terms of Ed having his judgment impaired by his connections with people he does care about, and how that also affects his judgment? I say yes, because I think Danielle is right about Ed, because Ed tried to interfere with the extradition of Svetlana away from Mars. And also, I definitely do believe that Danielle is right about Ed, in terms of how his judgment is also affected by those he cares about. The question I have about that, though, is, how will that affect Ed's story arc for the rest of Season 4? That you have yet to see, but I definitely do believe that what Daniel said to Ed will play a key role in the Season 4 storyline as it does progress. So those are my questions and observations from Episode 4 for All Mankind, the fourth season of Apple TV. What will happen in Episode 5? We'll see, and I'll be here to recap it here in the Bruce Still Podcast. A great episode, and I can't wait to see what happens in Episode 5, because the storyline is really crazy this season and also really intriguing. But for now, though, that should do for me in this episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Please stay tuned for future guest interviews, recaps of For All Mankind, recaps of the NFL season for The House Lombardi, craft beer content, and other topics of interest. Also, check out this podcast over on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast over on Instagram. In the meantime, please do enjoy some good beer, bourbon, whiskey, and it's month of December. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed, and be the still, folks. Cheers. Yeah.